Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. Let's go through some of the things that are on the docket for the president's tax proposals, Biden's tax proposals. How might some of your clients be affected by these things? Have you started talking about these things? What are you guys doing in general? Uh, obviously, some of this stuff's not passed yet. It's just you know conversation, but certainly worth it while to have, uh, I guess, get prepped, I suppose, if they do go through. So we're looking at uh, top individual tax rates would increase from 37% to 39.6. Now, this is for the really top top, right? Right, right. So keep in mind that uh, most of what they want to propose is going after and I'm doing air quotes behind the mic here, the rich, right? The people that are up those upper upper tax rates. However, you know, there's there's t- once they get a tax, they don't ever give it up. And um, it always seems trickle down, too, as well. Yeah. Um, and it's so, like the mega rich they're trying to say they're targeting. But yeah, correct. correct. Yeah. Well, just just for instance, I booked a flight yesterday that we're traveling in uh, or August on. Right. Okay. And so it broke down all of the fees that you have. Mm-hmm. Well, one of them is still a 9-11 fund. Oh, it's a tax. Interesting point. Yeah. How long ago was that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So once they get something, they want to give it up. Yeah. So that's the thing. So even though they all say this is for the rich, it tends to always trickle down. So yeah, if you increase the top tax rate from 37 to 39, it's only going to affect people. Now, if you're married, always talk about the married rate. If you're over, if you're making over $622,000, now that's income. That's not assets. That's another thing too, is that our tax rate is based on income. Okay, income is is derived from working, laboring, right? Or sometimes you have a business that's generating revenue for that you're not necessarily working on. That's uh, what we call passive income. So income rates are always based on income. Then you get to investment tax rates. That's capital gains, dividends, those kinds of things. Those are also supposed to change as well. But so you could have a lot of assets, but not have a lot of income. And so it'd be way worse if they went after a wealth tax, <laughs> which is something that Elizabeth Warren has I was always say, I've proposed. heard that proposed as well. Oh, yeah. 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 That would be more detrimental because, you know, you could have somebody that, let's say, saved a million dollars for retirement in their qualified plan. They're living quite comfortably just on Social Security and working part time at high V, and they're not paying any tax, but they're worth a million bucks. They get lumped so, in with the like the really rich. Yeah, correct. So they would say, OK, well, your net worth is a million dollars. So now we're going to tax you on your net worth. So that's wealth tax would be way different. We're not talking about that here. We're just talking about income taxes which is what they have control over currently. But yeah, moving the top rate up from 37, 39.6. So the top, you know, people making over 622 are going to pay that much more. So most people are okay with that. I think it's funny that the other day when the president did a speech said no one making, uh, no one making less than $400,000 is going to pay a cent in tax. 
Right. Yeah. So I was like, oh, oh, hey, yeah, wait, cool. Great. Yeah, okay. that's not quite. Yeah, yeah, not quite right. <laughs> no tax. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's the you know I think that that's the easy argument. Sometimes you go, well, this is for the really really rich, so it's not going to affect most of us. Most of us so don't worry about it. But some of these other ones, I think this is really where it starts to factor into everyday life for a lot of folks. The corporate tax rate, you know, moving it from twenty one to twenty eight percent. Agree with it or don't disagree with it, but you know, corporations obviously you know create jobs, and we saw a huge economic boom when we reduce this down and a lot of companies bringing their capital back in as a matter of fact you know apple for example is building a, a whole new you know area out in raleigh north carolina now uh, because of the money that they saved on the tax rate so i mean that's right. job creation so it's it's a catch-22 sometimes isn't it and then who pays for that well the corporation is going to pay it initially but how does the corporation then recover the tax that it pays to the government increases their product increases the price of goods and services yeah, yeah. so inevitably you end up paying more for something that you didn't have to so i don't yeah i think if you want to tax individuals but going after corporations you want to make this a very pro corporation pro business tax policy because it does create more jobs yeah i mean that's a funny thing is that before the pandemic hit we had the lowest unemployment rate in history <laughs> right. you know and everything was just cruising along and then because of some of the tax policies that were put in by the previous administration um, that were very pro-business and there's nothing wrong with being pro-business they always make it vilify the businesses that they make all this money they do pay a tremendous amount of tax they don't look at all the tax that the people that they're employing pay so yeah. it's just yeah but it's a talking point but yeah going up from 21 28 is not going to make us as competitive in the world which means corporate earnings may decrease a little bit which also then affects what the stock market and what does that affect most everyone that has investments you know in a 401k <laughs> and and trying things to grow like retirement that. accounts right exactly yeah it is that cyclical trickle down kind of thing going on there and, and so a lot of these pieces you know again you can kind of say well it's only this or it's only that but when you start putting it together collectively it can have some pretty uh, pretty big impacts like this one the top rate on long Long-term capital gains would almost double. Now, this has got a lot of people's attention, and it's also flying a little under the radar. So going from 20% to almost 40, 39.6. Correct. Again, this is going to be the wealthy people. And so the thing is, when you make a lot of money, okay, you just don't throw that money in the bank if you have excess money. You know, one thing I ask people sometimes, like, do you have more money at the end of the month or more month at the end of the money? <laughs> you know, for because right. some people just just but if you have a lot more money at the end of a, in the month, you're going to put that to work, right? Mm-hmm. And right now in the bank, you're not earning anything. So over the years, people have invested in things, right? They've invested it because they know that when they go to sell that, the long term capital gains rate is going to be less than it would be at ordinary income. Okay, but now they want to raise it to ordinary income, which means it's like you had another job, right? It's right. always been the rate has always been different to incentivize people to invest, to put money into businesses, to put money into the stock market, to put that collateral, loan it to a bank, you know, take out CDs, those kinds of things. But that's ordinary income, never mind. Um, but you know, put it to work because what does that helps grow the economy? Right. Well, All we right. think of capital gains, we think of 15%, right? Like if you sell your house, you make some something on it, you got to pay 15%, right? Correct. Or 20 if you're in the higher rates, okay. which is reasonable. And then you add the Obamacare tax on there, which is 3.8 Medicare surtax. So now it's actually 23.8 is where you're at right now if you're a high wage earner anyways. But now going to 39.6. So what people are going to do, the wealthy people, they if you come up and punch somebody in the face, you may get one shot in them. But if you go to punch them again, guess what they tend to do? Yeah. Dodge. Move out of the way, dodge, <laughs> yeah. block it, or hit you back. Right. Yeah. So the thing is, is that if you're going to hit them, they're going to just move their capital to some other things. 
And so if you sell off a bunch of assets out there and there's no one else that's going to buy them, so I'm not going to buy it because now I'm subject to this tax, you know, then all of a sudden asset prices decrease. Well, what are asset prices? Typically stock market, stocks, right? Mm-hmm. What happens when the stock market goes down? Everyone hurts because everyone's got investments. That's the way people prepare for retirement these days. They don't have pensions, so what they have to do is they have to take money and put it in a 401k. What's that 401k invested in? It's invested in stocks. It's mutual funds, but guess what those hold? Stocks. So I I just find it ironic that these people, the same people that want to say all these pro or anti-rich types of taxes have lots of money in the stock market to realize that the two are kind of interconnected. Yeah. So what you're doing about raising corporate taxes and raising capital gains rate affects your investments, which affects your standard of living in retirement. So it's just kind of a quagmire. But yeah, raising it. That's one I, I'm I'm wholly against. However, in our business, you know, the truth is so we benefit on either side. Whether it's investments, if it's people that don't want to shield it, then we have a lot of stuff that's tax deferred and tax free as well. So that's going to become more popular. People are going to be searching out stuff. Hey, how can I build wealth with and shield it from this taxation every all the time? Yeah. Well, that's what we tend to do. We try to find, you know, if you're going to put up this roadblock, we're going to try to find a way or find a way around it, right? Legal, so, legal ways legal to ways, find around it. Of course, it, yeah, right? exactly. I mean, there's nothing they call them loopholes, they're not loopholes. Not really. It's, it's written in there. <laughs> exactly. This is the code. Um I you know, I've, I've t- talked about this on the radio before, you know, when they threw the first forward pass in football, they threw a flag on it and they had to go back and look at the rule book and there's nothing to prevent it. It's never done it before. Right, right. Great point. So that's that's the thing. There's there's rules that you play by and if the rules change, guess what? Rich people have all kinds of people they can pay to read that stuff and figure out how do I play in it. And so what they want is they always want to look at the spirit of the law as opposed to here's the black and white. Okay. Yeah. Spirit laws is just pay your fair share. No, I'm not going to pay that if I don't have to. There's legal ways that I can avoid having to pay it because, I mean, rich people don't use the roads more than people that don't pay as much tax. So there's all kinds of things about these taxing policies that are they're going to be detrimental to the economy which is going to cause people's uh, valuations in the stock market to, to come down a little bit. So that's all I'm worried about. Eric, I wanted to ask you about one more, and that's the elimination of the step-up in basis, which is can be a really big deal, I would imagine, in the retirement planning process. Just kind of explain that to us a little bit. Well, a step-up in basis is right now is a capital asset. So capital assets are things like land, a business, owning stock in a corporation, those types of things. So at death, if you inherit that from death, then you get a step up in what the cost of that was. So let's say your mom and dad had a piece of land and they bought it you know, many moons ago and it was $1,000 for the acre of land that they bought. Okay. Now, due to, you know, let's say it's right next to a development, now it's worth $15,000 an acre. Or like out where they put Jordan Creek in, those went for, I think, $100,000 an acre. That's sure, jump all the way there. to 100. Yeah, just yeah, to, yeah. let's go to $100,000 an acre, right? Okay. So, if you inherited that land at death and then sold it, then your you cost- You as the heir sell it. You as the heir sell okay, it. Right. Then you inherited it and then sold it. You Your cost basis is the $100,000, not the $1,000. So you're paying capital gains on the 100000 correct? No, no, no. You're no. only paying tax on uh, from the 100000 and above. So let's say you gotcha. sold it for $101,000. You pay capital gains on the $1,000. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Now, if they eliminate the step up in basis when you sell it, what it would do is go back to the original cost, which was the thousand dollars. <laughs> right, right. Okay. So very easily there, with the stroke of a pen, they can all of a sudden 
create massive tax revenues because thanks to people that have farms have been the family for a long time you know they you pass on as let's say stock that you've been you know buying and reinvesting all that kind of stuff for years pass it on to your kids right that goes away business interest those types of things so right right it could generate a lot but mainly around the farms the big one because i think any property really just in general right i mean if your parents oh, have yeah. a house and you know they, absolutely they willed it to you or whatever yeah there's just a lot of ways that that could i could see that being very costly It'll affect a lot more people than than the estate tax does. The estate tax currently, as we're talking right now, is at, you know, it's at eleven million seven hundred thousand. So how many people are right, at that level, yeah. right? I mean, there, there there are some, and you know, I, I don't begrudge them. I begrudge people that 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 made a lot of wealth. I just you know, I I hope that they are good stewards of it and they they give a lot back to the community to help them get there. But and they're also. Wealthy people are some of the most generous people, too. They do give a lot back through charities as opposed to government. The government's not a charity, and the government's very bad when they collect the money about getting it back into the system. Um, charities work a lot more efficient. But anyways, that's another that's a whole other subject. Right. So, yeah, step-up in basis would, would affect a lot of people versus the estate tax, which doesn't affect that many people. So kind of be careful what you ask for because, you know, even if you just inherit, like you said, house from your parents, Right. Boom, no step up in basis goes back to what they pay for it. Well, it seems like that, Eric, along with the elimination of the stretch IRA, which we've covered and talked about, and then the IRS has just made some changes about how they're going to want to do that over the 10 years, seems like they're definitely targeting generational wealth or ways to create generational wealth. They are, because what they realize is that, you know, everyone learns from from their parents. So if you're, let's say, age 50 right now, you are Gen X. Right. Your yeah, parents I'm are boomers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the, before them were the uh, the greatest generation is what Tom Brokaw called them were you know, depression era babies. Right. Mm-hmm. So depression era babies, they they were hoarders. They just held on to their money because they knew they saw the as bad as things got. Uh, baby boomers, you know, experience some of the greatest economic boom forever. But they want to give some of that to their family, their kids. Right. And that's you. And all of a sudden, boom, you know, comes on to you. And now they start eliminating this stuff. So now, yeah, you can't do a stretch IRA. Which is, you know, I, I thought it was pretty egregious that they didn't allow that, but I understand what they want to do, generate taxes. And now if they eliminate the step-up basis, now if you inherit stuff from your parents, you're going to, you know, at your highest tax rate. Because usually when, when a parent passes, you know, you're in your late 50s, early 60s sometimes. That's usually when you're high, your highest wage earning that you've ever been, which is means your highest tax rate. Right, so all of a sudden, right. they're dumping all this stuff on you. Yeah, so you might be left a uh, you know an IRA. Let's say they had a million dollars in it, and also left a piece of property. Let's say that's worth a couple hundred thousand. And by removing both of these, you're you're getting hit with a pretty serious tax bill. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of interest. I mean, you know, and again, when I say they, I'm not trying to target. I'm not trying to make this political by any means. It's it's revenue generation, right? It's right. clearly generating revenue for the government, which obviously we sorely need. But as retirees, it's something we have to think about for planning. <laughs> we have to. That's why we do the show. Where that's all the reasons we have conversations, Eric, is to kind of say, hey, look, these are things that may very well affect your retirement. How are you going to deal with them? Correct. Correct. You know, if you're planning on passing money. You know, and everyone in the back of their minds wants to leave something to their kids. You know, I want to leave something to my children. I want to leave it the most tax efficient way possible if I can. There are ways to do that. And also then this opportunity we talked in the previous segment about, you know, about how I counsel my clients currently, because not all of them are going to be affected by this big tax increase on the top tax rates. Right. But what they are going to be affected about is when the tax tables change. Because right now, you know, the first four steps, you're paying 10, 15, 25, then 28. 
So those first four steps, then the bottom one, 10 doesn't have an increase, but going from 12 to 15 is an increase, big increase. Going from 24 to 28 is a big increase. Sure, yeah, 22 to right? 25, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it might not seem like a lot when you say, oh, it's only 3 you know, three percent, but you add that up and it becomes quite, quite costly. Right, so that's going to impact people a lot more. Yeah. So that's why I want to have people look out for. And most of our clients are going to be affected by that more than they'll be affected by these big tax increases on the top tax rate and the big capital gains tax rate. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040 WHO. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.